like a job for Steve, so everybody just follow Steve. Uh, it seems a little bit controversial, Steve. <laughs> and this looks like a job for Steve. Um, that didn't go as it, <laughs> as I sort of had it planned out in my brain. This looks like a job for me. Turned into this looks like a job for Steve, and I didn't even sing it right. So, welcome, <laughs> hello, wave to everyone watching on Patreon, and also hello to everyone listening in Lug Oils, wherever you're listening from. So pull up a chair, sit yourself down, pour yourself a single malt, kick back. You know, slip your slippers off and just relax because we're going to get highbrow, very intellectual on this one. Because I've been, hold on, I've been in dojo training my brain. I've been training, I've been going to the library, I've been doing uh, puzzles, I've been doing crosswords. I've been reading books by, I've been reading philosophy books by Nietzsche, Nietzsche and... Neil Buchanan, and I've been doing hormone replacement therapy, cryogenic chambers. I've just been real uh, microdosing um, Nuki Brown. I've just been really focusing on nogging. So this one is gonna be very highbrow, and also I'm joking. I was out yesterday on booze, because <laughs> Sunday fun day. Am I right? Of course you're right. Have a swig at coffee. Come on. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, world. It's Monday, the 25th of April. Monday. Why aren't you at work, you lazy get? Well, mate. None of, a, none of your business. And B, it's like I did last year and the year before. I uh, closed down my landscaping. Don't take any calls. Set the me emails and everything to go back to him and say, nah, mate, no, I'm having summer off because worked hard and then we're going to focus on other sort of work during the summer. Go do some filming, bring you some content, work on me nogging, all the good stuff. So there. And yesterday was Sunday, so I just went out. I took my bike into town. And now let me tell you, I have been lucky enough to be to to have been gifted some electric bikes. Me and my mate Tom took these electric bikes out actually um a few days ago and took North Yorkshire moors. Found some beautiful tracks, man. These mountain bikes were just eating up these tracks. And then Tom's computer failed on his. <laughs> and he had so he had to and I mean if you're listening, Tom, I know you're not, but if for any chance, you've found these uh, podcasts while you're just fighting about on Spotify looking for something to do with Morrissey, then sorry, mate, but he had to he had to cycle it. And these bikes get heavy, man, really heavy with all the, the big battery and battery, battery and everything that goes with it to make it an electric bike means they're really heavy. So when, when you lose your pedal assist the power, they become a right sugar. So he had to deal with that <laughs> about 15 minutes into the ride with electric went. So that's that. 
So I wasn't I wasn't best pleased with company. So I've emailed them and told them, uh, and it was sorted. And it, I fixed it, and it's all good now. So the back in good books, but. I've become soft. I've got used to riding power assist electric bikes. And so yesterday I thought, right, it got to dinner time. I've done all my chores, done my gardening, done my everything else for our house. I thought, you know what, I'll have a I'll have a cycle into town and I'll meet a mate and go for something to eat. A couple of pints. So I did, and I got found out on bike. I mean, it's only three miles to the centre of town from my to, from the village I'm in, but, mate, my legs were burning because <laughs> I've been so used to getting propelled along like little Lord Muck on my, uh, on my electric bike that I got found out, but it was really nice, actually. A little bit of pedal power felt great, then biked back after, only had about three pints, and then biked back felt great. On the subject of little Lord... Fontleroy or whatever I was just saying. I don't. Whilst I was doing my garden yesterday, gardening, I thought to myself, you know what? I'll listen to a little bit of my good friend Matthew Morgan's podcast. Uh, Mainly just to see if he talked about me. Um, And it also is a good background thing. You know, when you've got a podcast that's long, it's good. It's good to... It's good for doing menial tasks, you know, like gardening and washing up and all that sort of stuff. And he's funny. He's a funny lad, is our Matt. And I like to listen to him. And I like to listen to him rattling on about his ailments and <laughs> the things that he struggles with in life. And also his take on stuff. But, let me tell you this. He called me in the beginning of his podcast. I'm not going to get the. I only listen to like, Half an hour of it, however. I'll listen to the rest later if you're listening, Matt. I doubt you are, but... just I've wrote it down here. This is, look, it says on here. It's These are my notes, right? It says, first note says, pigeon. I'll get to that. The second note says, Matt, chubby lord. Well, Matthew. He's referred to me as the chubby lord there because... On my story of what happened when we went and did, um, well, when we went camping, I'd said that them lads got up early doors or whatever, and they went to <laughs> they went to go and check on the vans, and I was like, oh, and I'll just stay in bed because you know, uh, newbies they just can't sleep in the woods like me. When the truth is, yeah, I was little lord, what was it, little chubby lord in my tent, just all fat and pissed, <laughs> couldn't be bothered, could not be bothered. But in my defence, it is true what I'm saying because the night before, the morning before that, like Jamie was up with fucking birds pacing around, and in it, it does take you a while to get used to sleeping in the woods. Um, if you haven't done it a lot, you're uh, you're very ha- your brain doesn't let you fully get into your your REM sleep, and it's like that even when you stay in hotels and stuff because it knows it's a, an unfamiliar place, so it doesn't. It it always stays switched on a little bit, so you never really get deep deep sleep, unless you do it a lot and your your brain then is like, oh, I'm I'm used to this, so I'll kip. That's basically what I meant. So you can retract your statements of calling me the little chubby lord, Matthew. Okay, it's you two just up <laughs> squirreling after. What were you gonna do? What were you gonna do? Get to 
get to the cars while someone was... Oh, who knows what Matt would have done? I've seen him with, with Axe, and I would feel sorry for whoever if you caught someone pushing our trucks. Like that. I do have some footage, actually, of Matt throwing his axe, and I've got also footage of him shooting a carrot on my that I filmed. The only footage that I got of our trip, my trip down south to Kent to camp with the boys. But having watched it, and I've uploaded it, and then watched it, and I was like, nah, this ain't good enough. It's not good enough. There's a bit where Matt snaps his axe. <laughs> I don't know if I touched on this on the last podcast, but yeah, Matt snapped his axe handle anyway. This is for people that don't... Uh, well, they don't really... Well, just for you lot who don't follow follow all the podcasts, you might have just jumped in. But I went camping with Matt and his brother-in-law down south. It was ace. We had a really good time. It got a little bit shapey. Let's just leave it at that. And Matt was throwing his axe, like a throwing axe, double-handed over the top of his head, and it was hitting the tree. Thump. And every... He couldn't miss. Jamie tried it, spanned off left, right, and centre. Matt did it. Douche. Every time he was hitting it. And then I was, like, making up scenarios and saying, look, dude, you're in a battlefield. It's, it's a huge orc. It's charging you. You've got one shot. Do it. And he just throw it and I was like, hit it, or go higher so you hit it in the head. You're hitting it too much in its shins, man. Come on. So he'd throw it, bosh, in its head. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful times. I was giggling like a little schoolgirl, and Matt was just alpha-dogging this axe-tree combination. It was wonderful times. Until Sir Matthew of Morgan... <laughs> and I do have all this on, t- on the camera, actually. He threw it, and it stuck in fine. But then when he went to go and retrieve it, he pulled the the handle and the handle came away, but the axe head sadly remained in the tree. (laughs) And then I started laughing and it was just frivolities and also heartache at the same time. But I'm I'm like walking around in bare feet, effing and blinding. Like it's not, it wasn't good footage to share. And then I was, and then (laughs) Matt got it, his axe head and I was like, Right, dude, you let throw that, stick it in the tree. And so I got he stood away from the tree and put the axe in head in between himself and the tree. And I was like, right, the tree's the bad guy. You're you, first one to axe. And Matt did <laughs> he did a rolly. He did like a an action roll over top of shoulder, rolled over, picked up the axe and threw it at the tree. Absolute scenes, man. Absolute scenes. And there was that, and then there was him um, in a, like a bird hide up a tree shooting a carrot, which sounds mental, doesn't it, on paper? When you're up a tree shooting at a carrot, but he did it. But with that footage, we just kept missing the carrot. He hit the can once, but from the... Um, from the tree thing, it wasn't very accurate. And that's my gun's fault. It's not zeroed in. So... There you go, Matt, if you do listen. I've not said out. He was good. He was excellent with the axe. He was excellent with the air rifle, actually, when we were not up in the tree. In fact, he was more accurate with me than the air rifle, I think. Was he? Definitely not with the catapult, but, yeah, I think he had the edge on the air rifle. The Chechnyan warlord, Matthew Morgan. No, the Chechnyan... 
He looked like a deserter that had just been found in woods. That's what he looked like throughout that whole weekend. Um, right, anyway, let's crack on. So there you go, Matt. Squash the beef. Squash the podcast beef. The the chubby lord has squashed the beef. Pigeon, you ask. <laughs> and pigeon, I respond. There's a pigeon just here. And it's got a bad foot. or And maybe a wing. I think he's gone into windows again. The, and um, I spoke about it on a podcast a bit ago. This is this is what we're talking about, guys. And um, this is co- this is content me talking about pigeons. A bit ago, I talked about pigeon landing in. My, it got uh, flew into window, and then I went out to. I was gonna. I was thinking about putting it out of its misery and stuff, but then I ended up feeding it and looking after it. I'd feed it every day. I just running around the garden, and then it started to fly a little bit. Um, it flew onto next door's fence, and then I went to Whitby Fit Day, came back, basically it was just feathers left, and it had been annihilated by fox, and so this has happened again, there's another one in the garden with a, you know, it's hobbling around and stuff, and I've not, I've just spent all weekend in the garden, just sunbathing and gardening and that, and been feeding it, and giving it water, and it's just been chilling right next to me, and just, I kind of like the guy, but, He's just going to get eaten by fox again, isn't it? It's just, it's just history repeating itself, and so I'm in two minds actually whether to go out and just put it out of its misery and maybe and well, because I, I could eat it. He's a wood pigeon. It's it's a, like a a village pigeon, <laughs> which is also my nickname. It's also my rap name, the village pigeon. The um, yeah, so. I'm in two minds. I might go and put it out of its misery before Fox gets it because I don't want the Fox to get it because it's good meat in it. It's a good bit of wood pigeon, that. So that's something I might do later. Hey, Patreon-only video of me going outside, taking care of that pigeon and then cooking it. I'll show you how to take take the meat off it. Um, I'll show you how to deal with it, prep it, and I'll show you how to make a wonderful little roast pigeon walnut and blue cheese salad. Which is quite divine, and my, uh, my one of my daughter's favourites. Anyway, what else have I been up to? So I've just been on my bike ride, just working, mate, um, and doing round gardening stuff. Because I'm off down to Cornwall. I'm off to Cornwall tomorrow morning. That's why I'm getting this done as well for you lot, so that you've got some. Because I'm going. I don't know when I'll be back. I think I'm going for a week or so down to Cornwall. I'm going to bump into, bump into, I'm going to meet up with (laughs) my mate Dustin from Bushcraft Tools. We're going to meet in Dorset and we're going to go and do a little bit of diving and a bit of camping, a bit of bushcraft and all that sort of gear on beach. That should be fun. Then I'm going to go down and see my mate John from the Fish Locker. I'm going to go out, hopefully go out on boat. We'll see what the tides are doing and stuff. Um... And then a few other people that I might be meeting. But we'll leave that though, because they're maybes. They're maybes. And the idea is that I mean, I'm going to take my camera and see if I can just cobble together a, a, you know, quite a bit of footage for you guys and for YouTube. And when I say you guys, if you're just listening, 
out there in the wild. It's not for you guys, but it is for you guys who I'm pointing to on Patreon. I'll get you some uh, Patreon-only content. In fact, should I do? A, I could do a podcast with Dustin. I could do one with... I'll take my podcast kit with me. And we'll get some podcasts done with the people we see and the people we find. Right. Should we have a little bit of good news first? And then we're going to honour... We'll have good news... Yeah, we'll do good news. And then we're going to go into a new feature that I've got. Which is called uh, Foraging Corner. Because Book Corner didn't work, did it? Then Film Corner didn't even work. Um, so, Foraging Corner. Well, we'll talk about that after we've got into a little bit of positive news. So, this is the first thing that came up on my positive news website that I, like, my eyes went to. And I thought it was pretty good. Um... Ireland launched its basic income for artists. And I think this is an amazing idea. Artists in Ireland are being invited to apply for a €325 slash £270 a week basic income, which is just launched to support struggling creatives and to boost the country's cultural sector. An amazing, amazing idea. Uh, the income will be available for up to 2,000 artists over a three-year period and was heralded as a game-changer by the Irish rock band Pillow Queens. Who are Pillow Queens, D-Y-T? Should have a look? Pillow Queens, should we listen? Let's not get done for copyright, though. Oh, it's an advert. Don't listen. Don't listen to it. Here we go. There's another advert. Jesus, YouTube. Set the juice loose. Here we go. Here we go. Are you listening? I like it. All right, okay, that's good. Right, the Pillow Queens, then they've given it their okay. So, and I like the Pillow Queens now. In fact, <clears throat> let me just make a note to download a Pillow Queens al album onto Spotify. Because <laughs> we're living our lives as well as doing a podcast. We've got to live our lives as well, haven't we? So, they've given it their thumbs up. Well done, guys. <clears throat> right. The Irish Prime Minister said, and I quote, Islands are... <coughs> Ireland's arts and culture is all its distinctiveness. Oh no. Ireland's arts and culture in all its distinctiveness and variety is the wellspring of our identity. The basic income for the arts. This is terrible accent, isn't it? The basic income for the arts is a unique opportunity for us to support our artists and creatives and ensure that the arts thrive into the future. And that's the Irish Prime Minister. Is it Michelle Martin? Or Michael Martin or something? Michelle Martin. I should really know these sort of things. But that's not my, you know. I know about Foraging Corner, not about Irish Prime Ministers. So that's good news, isn't it? For all you creatives out there. That's something that I think should be encouraged more. And I think also... 
270 quid a week. That's not bad, actually, for doing art. We should be encouraged more as well. Like, the curric- like at schools, from the grassroots up, the kids should be encouraged to be a lot more creative and think outside the box instead of the parameters of normal lessons. Like, I get it, maths and English, but it's so unnecessary, I think, now. Technology looks after a lot of that for us when it comes to maths and that. When was the last time you actually sat down and wrote down a mathematical equation? Get out. Or spell check or whatever. I think it's just brain power that's not necessarily needed now. We were, you know, all these things were set in place back before we were pretty much hybrid with our phones. You know, we were before we were part AI, aren't we? with these phones and stuff. So I think everything should change. And I think the emphasis should be on being creative, thinking outside the box, being compassionate, knowing how to live properly, knowing your plants, knowing nature, and just really lean into the creative side of things. Because I think that's how you change the world, isn't it? Just by thinking outside the box. But they want to keep you in these parameters, I guess, and I get it, but it's just, you know, when I think of my daughter, she's at school and she's doing maths and RE and all this sort of stuff, and she comes and tells me about it, and it's just boring, man. And it's stuff that she'll never use. Whereas if they told her, like, oh, we're going to sit down and maybe just talk about Buddhism and talk about um, stuff like that, like how to br- do breath work, how to how to feel calm when you're anxious, you know, how to express yourself through poetry or art, anything, music. Anyway, that's kind of hippie as well, isn't it? But that's life. That's life. That's some good news. So good. Well done, news. Well done, good news. Uh, <laughs> foraging Corner. Should we get into Foraging Corner? Hold on. Well, well maybe renew me brew. Renew... And that's this section of the podcast. Welcome to this section of the podcast, and it's called Renew Me Brew. Back in a minute. I'm back. How much time we done? Yes, man. I'm back. Feeling good. Feeling shape. I've been working out quite a bit. Um, trying to get me cardio back up. I've been playing lots of squash. <laughs> Started using my bike that didn't have a motor on it. Be that all that, be that all be that all, all be it electric. And I've started doing uh, regular pull-ups, sit-ups, yoga, and all that sort of jazz. So I want to get in. Need to be optimum shape for well for summer because I've got some long hikes coming up, and also September I'm doing I'm running. Running the uh, Yorkshire Three Peaks, so I don't want to gas out and and whatever. I need to be on my best form. Right, drink a little bit of this cough, cough. How long have we done? 25 minutes, Paul. We're okay. We're okay. We've got plenty to talk about. Calm it down a little bit. Calm it down. Don't be so fidgety. I watch these back sometimes when I'm editing them, and I'm like, fuck it, just leave your nose alone and your head and your hat. that. Fidget Spinartus. Right, let's talk about it then. 
let's talk about foraging corner. So every podcast now will be there'll be a section called foraging corner. We'll work on name. We'll work on the name. And what I'm going to do is tell you about a plant that you can forage and may, or maybe one to avoid. In this situation, or in this case, we're going to talk about two. Because one of them looks like the other one. So we're going to go in with one of my favourites, the hogweed. Common hogweed. Which is cow parsnip. You'll have seen it everywhere. It's got like... Shall I put... I can't, I'm not going to put a picture up on the, for patrons, actually. Google it. Because this is... This is for people listening, and a lot of these new podcasts that I'm going to be doing when I'm traveling about will be audio only, I imagine, because I can't be setting all cameras up, and it's a lot of work in it, so the, the ones when I'm roaming about might just be audio only, so I've got to get used to just not putting visuals on there, so Google it. Uh, <laughs> then that's you told, mate. So hogweed, you'll have seen it about, it, uh, it has the big white flowery heads on it, it's a really you know, prevalent in on roadsides and in woodlands and stuff like that. And it's delicious. It's a very tasty, very healthy green. What, what does it say about it here? Da -da -da -da. Habitat. Taste. Right. Cooked like spinach, hogweed has a flavour of its own. One of the best tasting of the wild foods available in the UK. The shoots are best blanched and cooked in butter. The leaves can be used when very young or as a flavouring for soups and stews. The flower buds can be used like broccoli. The seeds are direct replacement for cardamom and the roots can be used like parsnip but must be boiled well. Also what you can do is you can get the florets and sort of tempo, tempura them or make a... That, that's really good. Or use the florets and make a, a cauliflower cheese over them and have it as like a almost like a cauliflower replacement. A wonderful and very diverse wild edible. And also I'd like to just shout out the information that I was just reading there. Um, it's in all my books. I do have a lot of foraging books, but as far as websites go, I've got to give a shout out to wildfooduk.com. Um, I've spoke to one of the guys who, who runs it. Um, um, one of the guys is called Marlo, does all the videos on YouTube and stuff, so definitely go and check them out, Wild Food UK, they have a YouTube channel as well, really quality stuff, and I think they've got a book out, worth having a look at, right, let's get into Juicy Juicy, oh, me, me battery's gonna, me uh, thing's gonna go, they only run for half an hour, these batteries, and then they cut off, and it's because of tax laws, because it's classed as a, if it, if it's continuously running, then it's classed as a professional film filmmaking device, and so it costs more in tax to ship it. So they have a cut off point half an hour, which is that's about to hit. So I need to just get up and sort that out before I get into this juicy stuff. I don't want it putting me off mid chat about this poisonous plant. So just give us a sec. Come up here. Oh, get to it face. For those just listening, I'm fidgeting. That's what. Deal with it. Deal with it. Fidgeting with nose, fidgeting with art, fidgeting. I can't stop it. It's part of my diet. I'm just, I'm not well. <laughs> I am well. I am well. It's just that I'm very fidgeting. It's part of a disorder. 
Right. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on top of it. Well, the more Buddhism I do, more Buddhist stuff I do, the more I'll find peace in my mind and hopefully I won't be so my brain won't be so fidgety, my brain and my body. But we're we're always working, aren't we, to better ourselves. Right, let's get into this, mate. So hogweed, there's a there's a obviously they not obviously you probably you might not know, but there's giant hogweed, which is very poison poisonous to your skin. I'm sure I've had it on me like you know, I've throughout the years of gardening and mucking about outdoors and it's solar activated. I don't I don't have any info on it here. I should get some up. Hold on. Um Giant Hogweed. Giant Hogweed. It was brought over actually as a ornamental plant, so it's not even a native speech species. And if you find one in the wild, you've got to report it to DEFRA. This is all, this is stuff I know just off the top of me bonds. So basically, if you get it on you, so if you cut it and you get the juice on you, then it's activated by the sun. It's UV or, or solar or something. Reacts with the chemical in the plant and it'll blister your skin somewhat rotten. And you can't get rid of it, so, you know, the next year when you get it in the sun, every time you go out in the sun, it'll blister up. It's a bit of a lethal one. Lethal bizzle. Uh, but on the top trumps of poisonous plants, I don't think it's up there. I don't think it's up there. But if you want to talk about top trumps, and you want to talk about the top trump, young Donald, let's talk about hemlock water dropwort. A wonderful name that just conjures up Images of old, doesn't it? Like hemlock water dropwort. It does to me, anyway. Old school shit. Now, this thing is very, very poisonous. And to put it into perspective, you might have heard me talk about death cap mushrooms, which is the most poisonous mushroom in the UK, if not the world, actually. And the death cap... Is um is a terrible way to die. Put it that way. Very very poisonous, and a very grueling way to die. But the hemlock water dropwort is worse than it, mate. It's more poisonous, and it's just oh, it looks very edible as well. And do you know what? I will. For you people just watching on Patreon, I am going to actually put some photographs up of hemlock water dropwort here. Just so that you can have a little look how unassuming it is and how much it looks similar to uh, to edible plants like parsnips and stuff like that. Uh, common names for it, hemlock water dropwort, water hemlock, yeah, dead man's fingers, dead tongue. Ugh. Kadooch. So yeah, I mean it looks a lot like water parsnip or water celery or flat leafed parsley. And so that you do it looks edible, it smells edible. Um it smells like sweet parsley, so you know, I bet so many people back in the day had been wiped out by this plant. Because it looks edible, it even has a like a tubular root underneath as well. That looks edible, looks delicious, and 
it smells delicious and you'd think you'd think to yourself, well, let's give it a go. You know, if you're starving. No, mate. Do you want me to tell you something a little bit cynical, uh, a little bit sinister about it as well? So when you, if you eat it, if you're unlucky enough to eat it and it kills you, you will be found with a grin on your face. A sardonic grin, they call it. Um, which is pretty mad, isn't it? Uh, it just, hold on, wait a minute. The death grin, the sardonic grin. Damn. It's the most poisonous plant in the UK. And when the poison it's, it reacts with you in a way that it, it tightens all your face muscles as it's killing you, and you're left with a, a like a mad grin on your face, and they call it the sardonic grin. Um, it's for something to do in, they used to use it in Sardinia, apparently, to dispose of criminals. And they would get a grin on their face when it killed them. But it's not a grin like you're happy. It's a sardonic grin. Dude, it's how how like, how like eerie is that? That when it poisons you, you're left like grinning. But like dead. And it ain't going to be a happy grin, is it? It's like, ouch. It's just all your face muscles have made a grin. Some of them are delicious. Some of them are deadly poisonous. It's the same with mushrooms as well. You've got to know what you're doing. So I'd say just study. Get your books out. Study. Make sure you're 100% sure before you start doing, <laughs> you know, the last cauliflower cheese you're ever going to have. Just found with a bowl of, like a half-eaten bowl of cauliflower cheese and you with fucking grin on your face. <laughs> oh, no. I done goofed. Yeah, you fucking did goof, mate. A sardonic grin on your noggin. Ugh. That was it. So that was it. So we've just... That's Emlock Water Dropwort and Hogweed. And it's worth finding and looking for it, actually. And, and get... Because it's really... There's a lot of it in the UK. It's kicking about everywhere. The uh, water dropwort. So it's worth having a look and going... Seeing if you can find some by some waterways. And I getting used to what it looks like. So you're never going to make that mistake. If you're a forager, I mean, this might listening to this and listening to the sardonic grin might be enough to put you off foraging for life. It's not worth it, mate. I'll get a bag of salad from Tesco's. Well, good luck with your bag of salad, mate. But I'm out there in the wild dodging water dropwort. Okay, trying not to get myself grinned up and grinned out. Did anyone watch Michael <laughs> Michael Tyson? What am I on about? Mike Tyson uh, hit that guy on that plane. I thought that was pretty good. Talk about just booting the beehive. Mike's just chilling out and this guy seemed like a right muppet. Making all these funny faces and stuff behind him. And then next clip is just Mike just leaning over a chair giving him... Just giving him combination to face. Wonderful to see. Wonderful to see. Now, there's that famous quote of his, isn't it? Well, it's something about 
people these days living online, saying what they want without, you know, realizing that they can get punched in the face. And it's come true. This man got punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Good. And I'm glad you shouldn't really condone violence in any way, but I just it's nice to see. You know, Mike's making his doing his best from what I see to try and be a calmer and better person. And this guy was just being an absolute drunken idiot. So I think we'll let Mike off that one. You go, Tyson. You've got a pass from Hazo to sm- you've got that's it though, Mike. That's it. For next you've got another ten years now until you get another pass. So, and also speaking of Tyson's, Tyson Fury retiring, I'd just like to give him a round of applause. I want a fan many moons ago when he had air and that and he'd first come out, I thought he was a bit, a bit of a clown, but he's really won me over massively, in fact. What a human being. In the ring, outside the ring, he's just really inspiring inspired inspired so many people and it's an amazing story to come back from where he was you know 20 odd stone coke booze the lot and to come back and just dominate as he has well done mate best of luck to you and i just hope that he can fight he can still stay in shape and stay healthy now that he doesn't have that goal of the boxing because that's the trouble in it and you lose your passion and stuff. That's what happens to a lot of footballers who the retirement age is really young for footballers. So you need to, you know, you're just left with a void, aren't you? You've committed all your life to this one thing and then it just stops. Like you're no longer a footballer. And you're like, right, to the pub then. So I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he just, you know, does exhibition fights and just keeps it, maybe becomes a full time ambassador for mental health or something like that anyway but i wish you all the best tyson if you're watching mate well done both tysons mike well done for uh cracking that lad on plane and uh, tyson fury well done on your retirement back to no oh and also i've just lit, I wrote down here that one route will kill a cow just fyi from the hemlock water drop work if a cow just uproots it and has it one of them full cow dead that's a mad, that's mad strength, that, in it. I've got a lot to do today. I've got to pack my truck. I've got to make sure all my spearfishing gear is sorted and that, because I'm going spearfishing in Cornwall. And it's been ages, ages since I've been out spearfishing. I went out diving for crayfish recently. You'll have maybe seen on a YouTube video. But for those of you that don't watch that, I went out with my mate Nick. I took him to go diving in the dales for crayfish. No wetsuits, no flippers, nothing, just goggles. And we stayed in for 25 minutes, which is pretty long, because it's still pretty cold as well this time of year. So we were proper, body body was shutting down and that. But Nick managed to get one, managed to get himself a crayfish. And I got quite a few, and I just enjoyed being back underwater, just rummaging around, looking for stuff. And it sort of spurred me on. I thought, right, my mate John from Fish Locker was sending me videos of the sea down in Cornwall. And it was just crystal clear, mate. Just beautiful. And and there's me, like, stood on cliff near Whitby looking out, and it's just, like, brown rough. You can't get out in Whitby, near Whitby. There's maybe... I maybe have about four, four or five dives every year 
on the coast near me. And it's just not enough, man, because I love, I love it. I love, it's, it's probably my favourite hobby out of all my hobbies. I love it so much. Now, Dustin has told me that he's been out on his kayak and that the water is crystal clear. So I cannot wait. You get a thing called, you get like a bloom every, they call it May Bloom, where when when the weather just starts to get nice and it fill, the water fills with this bloom algae and it happens in May. So that isn't here yet. If it is, visibility is just pants, mate. You can't do it, so... Touch wood, the visibility is good, the tides are kind, and we can get on some fish, man, because there's also the spider crabs are in, so I'll be bringing you some, hopefully, some catch and cook with some spider crabs, lobsters, bass, the lot. Really looking forward to it, mate, really looking forward to it. I'll take my GoPros down, so try and get some uh, nice underwater footage for you. And that should be all coming out on YouTube. And I'll hopefully get some podcasts done while I'm down there with the guys. Nothing nothing too long, just an hour or so. Um, audio only. Let's see what I can bring you. And maybe if I stay down there for longer than a week, I'll maybe see if I can get some lecky and uh, upload some stuff for you. Because there's going to be a bit of a drought on YouTube channel. So sorry for all you, everyone who likes the weekly videos. But I can't keep up with it at the moment. Can't keep up with it. And I don't just want to fire out any old shit. Not when we're on brink of it in 100 thou. We're nearly there. We're nearly to 100 thou where I get a plaque off YouTube, which will go there. I'll probably put some lights around it, won't I? And uh, we're close to that. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be just uploading any old drivel. And then all of a sudden I hit 100,000 subscribers and I've, I've put out a video of me cooking it. I don't know. Cooking a tin of beans on bush box in back garden. Happy 100,000 subscribers. Whee! I've got something special planned for it anyway, and that's the one I want to bring out when I hit that. So, Right, anyway, sorry this hasn't been very long. Uh, Time-wise, it's just been short and sweet, and I just wanted to catch up with you, but I've got too much to do this morning and today. I've got too much to do today. So that's what I'm going to get on with. It's been nice to see you guys. It's been lovely to 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 be able to sit down and have a little bit of a chat about silly grins and stuff like that. I hope everybody out there is well. I hope you're all doing well. We're coming into spring, <laughs> as if you didn't know, but we're coming into some nicer weather, longer nights, you know. We can start getting barbecues out. We can start really living our lives. And I hope you all are having a wonderful time. I hope you all have a brilliant week. Take care of yourselves. Much love. And I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Goodbye. Oh, no. I'm back. I forgot to do a poem, didn't I? Forgot to do a poem. Right. Okay. Sorry. I lost. We lost me there a little bit. I don't know what I've done, how I've ended this. I've started to end it, or, uh, end it, but I got a bit caught up in having to find a poem and that, so I'll cut all that out. I've cut all that out. All right. Um, oh, I got a new dry robe as well because um, 
I couldn't... The one that I've got is just that pink and camouflage one that I called the camo fanny on a video one time. It's just too garish, mate, even for me. Like, back in the day, I used to wear some garish shit, but if you go, if I'm going out on my own, like, for a wild swimmer or what, just down local, it's too much wearing that. I've seen too many middle-aged women wearing them as well, so it sort of ruined it for me. So I've just got a green and black one now. Should I get it on? Hold on. We'll close this out with... This was old one, look. Look at that, man. That is violently pink. It's too much. This is more... Let me get this on. We'll close it out with, with this on, actually. There you are. There you are. <laughs> yeah. For those just listening, don't worry about it, mate. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I like it. It's green. Green and black. It's a lot less violently pink than the other one. So now I'm, I'm that guy who's got two dry robes. His and hers, actually, which is quite handy. His and hers dry robes. Right, you hang up. No, you hang up. Now nah, you hang up, mate. You hang up. Okay, lo love you, love you. Right, let's end it on this poem then and let's get the F out of Dodge. I don't know when I'll next be in your Luggles. Um Well, I'll, I'll try and get a podcast or two done down in Cornwall. And if I can upload them and get them to you while I'm down there, then I'll do that. If not, it'll be a recap. Keeps going off. Keeps going off. Yeah, I'll try not to perish under the waves. Because safety first, because I do want to come back and do another podcast for you. We've still haven't got guests on, have we? This is it. I'm going down to get some guests. We're going guest hunting. I'm going to get us some guests. Dustin, will he be any good? He might be. What do, you can talk to him about bushcraft and that. John from Fish Locker. And we'll dial it up. We'll dial it up. The Whitby accents will be dialed up to 11 for that one. That might be fun. And just random strangers, mate. I might just interview random strangers on the street. Hiya, content creator here. Come speak to me. Lagging. Right. This is an old one, but it's a classic one. And a lot of you will know it from a very famous film. And let me be honest, I didn't have time to find out, like, uh, wanted to find a poem about the sea, but all the ones that I saw were just too long. Oh, shit. So <clears throat> we're, just got, we're tapping into vaults for this one. It's a classic. I'm going to blast it, and then we're going to Foxtrot Oscar. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all looking after yourselves and being kind to yourself and to those around you. But happiness and kindness, all that good gear starts in you. It's just a narrative as well is what I'm finding. It's a narrative and a picture that you can paint yourself. You can make the own narrative of your, of your story. And it's just all mindset. Anyway, good luck with all that. I'll report back if I uh, have any breakthroughs. All that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither, deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be the blade that was broken, the crownless again shall be king. 
Or if you want that in a Yorkshire, let's do. All that's gold. All that's gold ain't glitter. Not all those. Not all those that are wonder are lost. Uh, <laughs> the old that are strong didn't wither. Deep roots aren't reached bit frost. Fromt ashes git fire shall be woken. A light fromt shadow shall spring. Renewed shall bit blade that were broken. The crownless again shall be king. Take care of yourselves. I love each and every one of you. Namaste out of trouble. Goodbye.